0: Welcome back to another episode of Let's Talk Talent. Um, I'm joined, as always, by Joe. Hello, Joe.
1: Hey, Michael.
0: On this episode, I wanted to um, tackle leadership development. Okay. Um, now, on our last podcast, I mentioned the Talent Diagnostic Survey and looking through some of the results. and yeah. Looked at onboarding. Um, this time, I have looked through one of the other interesting stats for me was around leadership development um, and. of respondents to date uh, don't believe that they keep their leaders and managers performing at the right levels through a framework of recognition and progression. And added to that 37%, a further 29% aren't sure. Now, that made me, being a bit of a marketing nerd, do a a Google search. So I had a look on Google and I I searched leadership development um, and it returned research results of 669 million results on leadership development. Wow. So, my question, Jeez. with so much written yeah. and there's so much out there about leadership development, yeah. year after year, why is leadership development failing?
1: Cuz I think people make it too complicated. Cuz I think they set people up to fail and they frighten people into thinking they have to be perfect. And there is no perfect leader. There is no perfect manager. I've worked for some great people, but I've also worked for some dreadful. Yeah, yeah. And I think you can send people on a programme to teach them how to do the right things. So you can give them the skill, but you can't make someone be a good leader. They have to have the will. Yeah. And the third part of it is they have to have the confidence. And for me, leadership is all about confidence. So if you can't teach two of those three... Yeah. Then really... It's, an, it's been an age-old problem for the last 20 years since I've been working. And then we're trying to answer the wrong question. I think we're trying to answer that leaders have to be good at giving feedback. They have to be good at engaging. Um, they have to be good at um, making decisions and talent spotting. Yeah. We're kind of overloading our managers. And we're not going back to first principles of what is the job.
0: I was going to say, so what is the right question?
1: I think I, I think the I think the right question is how do you get great people and how do you keep great people? Whether that's in your organisation, take that down to your team or you as an individual. Um, because by answering that question, you're making a collective ownership rather than a certain group of people.
0: Yeah.
1: That suddenly have, because of seniority, because of tenure within a business, have suddenly all the right answers. And they're supposed to be the gospel.
0: Yeah.
1: Well, I'm 45, I know hard to believe, but 45, and I, I'm still learning. I've worked for people younger than me and older than me, and they're still learning. So therefore, if you boil it down to a role of a manager is to get great people into their team deliver really good things but keep those good people for the greater good of the business then what are the skills and the attributes and the behaviors that we need to encourage um, our our leaders to be
0: and how so then as an HR how do I answer that
1: so I so I think there are things that you can teach somebody so you can teach somebody how to give feedback yeah Having difficult conversations, setting a strategy, creating a you know creating a a right environment, but I think you can't teach people. Um, When things go wrong, how to how how to kind Mm. of fix it, and to hold your nerve, and to have resilience, and to to you know to fail fast and fail often, all those things that as a leader, when you take on more responsibility and you're not doing the things that you were hired to do in the first place, um, you have to get better at. Um, I don't think you can. I'm not sure you can teach that.
0: So how could how to say I, I was a, have a leader and I wanted to, to therefore improve my resilience? How could I go about that? If
1: so, I think there's different te- so I, I think a lot. What a lot of businesses do is they put people on a program. Yeah. And they measure whether that person's improved by at the end giving them three hundred and sixty feedback or putting them through a psychometric. We've yeah. all been there. I I've been there. I've done two leadership programs in my life. One at TalkTalk Talk and one at the BBC. Was I a better leader? Well, you have to ask my team um, whether I was at the end of it. Um, So I think you measure it by using tools like 360 feedback, um, um, engagement surveys, but I also think you can teach it by using coaching, uh, by mentoring, Mm. by role models, um, by um, having a blended learning approach where perhaps you've got speakers coming in who you know who are known for being strong leaders in their field um, by creating peer to peer learning. So yeah. how can you create sort of action learning? What are the great articles that are on the web? So we you know Harvard, Forbes, um, TED yeah. talks, um, and thinking about okay. What does it mean to be a leader? What's the deal within your organisation, and what are the resources that are going to aid those pe- those people? And where does HR? What role does HR play in that? Not just when it get when it gets to the position where you're having to do performance management. Where's it? What's HR's role in? Is I think coaching, um, and supporting, um, and enabling those leaders, but not frightening them into well if you do that we're going to get sued or then take us to a tribunal which a lot of teams yeah. tend to do um, so I, I think it depends on where you are is it, if you're a first-time manager setting the principles so if you've been a leader for a long time you're not going to send someone on a program you get them a coach yeah
0: that makes that that makes sense that makes sense have you have you got examples of organizations that uh, develop their leaders and managers well
1: I'm gonna be honest I don't I mean, I I run leadership programs, you know, both in house. So I set up Leading a Brighter Business at, at Talk Talk. I've set up Harper Collins um, Rising Stars program. I think they're good, um, and they del and they delivered strong results. But what, rather than talk about those, I just thought I'd reflect on a conversation that I had in Barcelona. Mm-hmm. So I had a conversation with a potential client and we were sort of, we talked on the bus going from the airport, as you do, and then we'd had a meeting arranged. And one of the things that she was saying to me was that she had just joined that business and she was tasked with relaunching their leadership program. Okay. And it had gone really badly. Um, They hadn't communicated it. Um, There'd been no setup in terms of what the deal was And she'd inherited this, and she, in effect, had got the blame for this really bad launch. So she had a choice. She had a choice of launching it the second year because they promised to do it, not to just be a one-off, to continue. But she'd taken the brave decision to stop, to go back to basics and start to ask, what are we trying to solve here? And what's the time frame in which we want to solve it? And what are the mechanisms that I'm going to employ to do that? So who am I going to partner with? What's, what what would, the, what would it look like? What, how am I going to evaluate it? What's the assessment? And I think that, in a way, the same that we talked about in onboarding, getting those principles right at the beginning mm. will aid you in stopping you spending a lot of money with... with you know, partners who will just sell you something off the shelf. Really understand how you want people to be different, but go back to those principles of how do you instill the skill? Have you got the right people as leaders? Because let's face it, a lot of us get promoted into leadership positions that actually are subject matter experts, have a lot in tech businesses, engineering businesses. That, you know, at the greatest will in the world, they don't want to be a leader, but how are you incentivising them to not be? But also the confidence that when things go wrong, who's got your back? Because it's lonely as a, as, a, as a leader. And if you don't have that around, then you're in a way putting all the pressure to get it right first time to a leader, when really it's a community. So yeah. build that community. And by building that community, you get strong leadership in an organisation.
0: That's cool. And in our last podcast around onboarding, we talked about um, like personalization. Do you see that in leadership as well, in terms of making sure that, that development, I say in inverted commas, um it's right for the individual rather than you know. You say you can go on a program and there's twenty leaders all in there. Actually, my needs and development yeah. as an individual is would to be very different to I seven totally others. Totally agree with
1: you. I think it's a really it's a really strong point. Um, I think there has to be in a leadership program, and as you say, in inverted commas, set pieces. So that might be strategy. It might be leadership skill. Um, it might be um, technology, whatever it is with it within your... So there are set pieces that everybody goes to. And then there's kind of elective or personalization where you sit down with that person, but you also encourage the manager of that person to sit down with them and say, what do you want to get out of it? Yeah. What would aid you? So coaching, oh, so this peer sort of coaching learning, comes in. or mentoring, yeah. or um, actually I'd really, you know, buying someone three management books could be really interesting, or getting them a, getting them a mentor sh- outside of the business with somebody in the field, but not in their business.
0: Yeah.
1: I think having those personalised elements makes somebody think this is not being sheep dipped into some. Um, and makes it less generic, so I think it's a really strong point. I would definitely encourage that in the same ways we talked about.
0: Cool. So, with thirty seven percent of respondents not feeling their leaders and managers are performing at the right levels, and six hundred and sixty nine million search results on Google, um, wh- wh- where's a starting point for our listeners? Like, what would you advise to our listeners that they they, they know they they know they've got this issue? need to improve it. Where's their starting point? If at the moment too many are going to tr- places that yeah. are failing, what, yeah. what, what what would your advice be to our listeners? Okay, well, where can I go to get the, the right advice?
1: Well, I think there's something about sitting back and realising that it's always going to be like that. I mean, you know, you and I have worked in the industry for 20-odd years um, and it's probably the number one... Um, Middle management capability yeah. or leadership capability on everybody's hit list. It has been for the last twenty years. It's every Deloitte, Papery, White, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think there's something that is it's always going to be an issue. So let's not beat ourselves up that this is terrible. Um, but I think there's something to be thought about that the world of work is changing and actually the role of a leader is mm-hmm. changing fundamentally. So what do we mean by leader in the in the twenty first century? So I think if I was if I was a Head of or director of LD and I was or talent director now, thinking about look, I've got to answer this question about how do we get management or leadership capability up? I'd start by looking at the end first and say, what are my measures, both quantifiable and qualitative? So how am I going to measure success? Is that by culture? Is that by um, people staying in the business? Is that by you know engagement and what are the the softer ways i'm going to manage and um, understand that so maybe recruitment you know or have i got people leading uh, in my exit surveys and saying that it's because of my manager have i got less bullying claims or you know yeah. am i having to not manage do so many performance management because that is another way of knowing that your managers are do if you're not having so many yeah. performance management issues so i'd go I'd start from the end and work back. I wouldn't start from. I need to run a leadership development program. I think what's going to be different? What's the time frame? What are the levers that I have to make that successful? And then think about: Okay, is that a program? Is that um, a set of webinars? Is that um, you know um, working with a partner like Ashridge, for example, or is that working with a bespoke supplier? I think about that afterwards.
0: Makes a lot of sense. Joe, we run out of time. <laughs> <Damn> <laughs> as always. As always. Um, thank you. I think again, just really, really great um, advice and, and, and insight there. Um, to our listeners, I hope you enjoyed that. Um, we'll be back again with more topics um, to pick Joe's brains on. Um, so please, if you've not done so already, subscribe to the podcast channel. Um, and we look forward to speaking to you soon. Thanks.